welcome to the Other Six Podcast, where we will discuss what it looks like to follow Jesus the other six days of the week. We'll discuss life, food, the recent sermon series of the North Liberty Church of Christ in North Liberty, Indiana. Hello and welcome to the Other Six Podcast. On the podcast with me today is Ben Webb. Hello. And Patrick Andrews. Hello. <laughs> We're keeping it super simple today. Howdy. I guess so. <laughs> welcome. For anyone who has like never watched this before, it would be really weird just to see you guys cracking up at like just the idea the word of saying of hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is a weird, Howdy. these guys are weird. That's not yeah. funny. <laughs> Great start. Yeah. It can only get better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, my name is Preston and uh, today we are going to talk about uh, some spiritual health. In fact, for the next few episodes, we're going to be going through some different areas of our uh, personal health that um, we think that we can improve on over the next year. In fact, a lot of this is going to go back to what we talked about at the beginning of last year with How to Survive 2021. We're going to take another look at some of those things as well. But before we get to that, uh, I wanted to chat with you guys because, listen, I was thinking the other day about a purchase that I made that has changed my life. Uh, I would say 100% for the better. And it cost me about $45 on Amazon. And it's I unequivocally, under at least in the under $50 range, the best purchase I've ever made. Ever. Okay? ever. I would say that I could probably come up with some like close seconds, but the one that comes to my mind more often than not is this one purchase. So in a second, I'm going to ask you guys maybe if you can come up with the best purchase you've ever made. But first, I want to tell you mine. Is this okay? Yeah, let's go All for right. it. <laughs> okay. The best purchase I ever made for under $50 on Amazon.com is a bidet. <laughs> no. Tell me more. <laughs> I mean, do you want to hear more? Listen, uh, the full experience this. to the point where, because we travel for the holidays, go back home to see my family, and uh, I'm I'm lost without it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, I guess I can just put it that way. I'm lost without it. I need it. Could you not just unhook it and take it with you? I thought about it. <laughs> uh, Is it like th- it's that valuable to you? I you're, you're considering it like that. Well, I've thought about it. Also, I've also thought about like being under fifty dollars. I could just buy like a travel bidet. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Take it with me. I think that's called a Windex bottle that you rinsed out really well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. What uh, do you have? One in each of your restrooms? Uh, we don't. But uh, listen, I I got my throne room. <laughs> I don't need. We got we got multiple restrooms in our house, but. Those are for other people. I got I got my space. I have no experience with the bidet. And next time I'm at your house, maybe we'll we'll change that. <laughs> I guess I can say this. Um, <laughs> I have I have some friends that come over on a regular basis, uh, and they um, <laughs> look forward to using our restroom <laughs> to the point where they might hold themselves for a few hours just to make it to the point where they're like that's the time they're like if they're coming over at eight o'clock they got to go at like six they're like eh, i can hold it until eight <laughs> that, there's, a, there's a lot of weight on your shoulders from that then the, i mean and on your plumbing got, i mean got, well <laughs> 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 gotta keep the restroom clean you know uh but yeah it's a it's a almost a public restroom in some respects now yeah i've heard 
the same sentiment from several other people that have all said the same thing that once they've made that purchase, life changing, they can't even imagine going back to without it. No, no, you you can't. Have you ever have you ever experienced one? I've not. Well, after this podcast, we're going to Preston's. (laughs) (laughs) You you should, unless you are not willing to ever use the restroom in a non bidet toilet ever again. Because like that's where I'm at. Like I don't, I don't. If I'm at work, I only live like a few minutes from home. And if I'm at work and I gotta like, ah, I kind of gotta use the restroom. I'm gonna wait until lunch break to go <laughs> home. I'm not gonna use the restroom here. Like it's, I can't do it. I got, I gotta do it at home. Man, hmm. I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm so very happy right. for you, Preston. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful for that for you. Yeah. Do so you what, what about you guys? You guys have a. Best purchase, a life-changing purchase. Yeah, well, all right. So mine, it might just be because of the recency of buying this item, but it's not under $50. Um, but my family recently bought a Switch, Nintendo Switch oh, yeah. gaming system, and it really has changed the way that we do entertainment in my house. And so it it might just be because it's recent, but it has it is amazing. It's so good. We can play fun games on the TV together. It's like all the games that we used to play when we felt like we had more time. Now now we can do it because then Evelyn can watch her shows on TV and we can still play a game uh, together. It'd be, and it'd be perfect for having yeah. a kid. I I went home uh, over, the, over the holidays and we have a nephew who is obsessed with the Trolls movies. Okay. Um, that's all he wants. Like he comes over. I to went through that phase too. Grandma, <laughs> 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 he comes over to Grandma Grandpa's house and he's just like, Trolls, like I, I want trolls now. Like put it on the screen, and uh, no one else in the house wants to watch trolls. But I had my switch, and I was like, "Yeah, go ahead and watch trolls. I don't need mm-hmm. to look at the screen because I have my switch, so yeah. I can. You can sit on my lap and watch trolls, and I'll play my little Mario game, and we can all be happy. How's yeah. that? And and even even bonding time with Evelyn, like I'll be playing a video game, and she just wants to sit right in, on my chest. I'll lay on the floor. She'll sit right here and just watch whatever's happening on the screen, <laughs> and she loves it. So I mean. Just, just everything about it so far has been great. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Ben? You have a best purchase? <laughs> I really struggle with this because I, I, I can, I can easily think of worst purchases, uh, much easier, I okay, guess, sure. than, yeah. than best purchases. Um, I'm the kind of person who looks back at like a year ago, and I remember that I wanted to buy something, but I didn't, mm. and I'm like, man. If I would have bought that, my bank account would be X amount of dollars lower than it is right now. And I'm really <laughs> glad that I didn't. Okay. So sure. I'm more of that mindset. Yeah, mm. Sure. When I when I go back, I don't I can't think of anything even close to fifty dollars or lower that I would say has changed my life. I like I can't even comprehend that question. <laughs> um You should buy a bidet. <laughs> well, I guess I guess maybe I should. I you know, and, and probably Christine will probably listen to this and then get mad at me because she's like, oh, no, I can list off five things that sure. you would. And then I'll be like, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. And yeah, I just right. can't think of it right now. Um, when I think of like life changing, we bought a house and we here in North Liberty and we finished the basement and that's life changing. That's not cheap. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was a lot of money, but we did it. But one of the best things that came out of that was we had a refrigerator that we brought with us when we moved here that we had to actually like cut out some cabinet stuff to make it fit in our kitchen because it was so big. Mm. But when we did that, the fridge that was in the house that was smaller, we didn't get rid of it. We just moved it downstairs mm-hmm. and it's in our utility room. So without buying that, <laughs> we now have a fridge that's basically just straight for drinks mm-hmm. and we keep that in our basement 
And so then when you're downstairs watching football or whatever else, the fridge is like literally six feet away from me. It's fantastic. So I like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a fantastic thing that didn't cost me a dime. Other than, you know, I like buying a house. Anyways. And a fridge. And, and, yeah, and finishing <laughs> a basement. But <laughs> there, was a, there was a moment, um, and, and I could almost put a date on it. It was, it was April of uh, 2007. April of 2007. Okay. When we found out that Christine was pregnant with Benton. And I panicked. And I totally freaked out. And all I could envision was all the road trips I took growing up with my sister and how we didn't get along. Mm-hmm. And we needed a vehicle with a third row. Mm. And our daughter Callie was not even a year old. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself how they're going to be fighting and punching each other in the back seat. <laughs> and I freaked out and I panicked. And I went and traded my truck in and I bought an Armada mm-hmm. that we had for a long time. It served us really well for many years until a tree fell on it while yeah, we were driving yeah. it, uh, which was very traumatic. But nonetheless... That changed our lives. Okay, so it was a very dumb purchase, very much so like reactionary, not wise, not thinking it through, that actually became one of the best purchases of our lives over time. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, we truly got the full value out of what we spent into it, and it made life much better and easier, so much so that when the tree fell on it, we were deeply hurt by losing mm-hmm. that vehicle because yeah. we had valued it so much. To where then we found another Armada, a, a newer version. We jumped at it right yeah. away because we knew that we loved the vehicle and it was going to work out. And so, so when I think of that, I think, you know, best purchase, I think of that Armada, I think of right when the pandemic started and everyone was at home and stuck, uh, we went and bought a second TV for our home. That was a great purchase. Yeah. It was really, really mm-hmm. good for our family and has continued to be good. And, and I got one that was much bigger than the one we had before. So that's really cool. <laughs> oh, so you have to upgrade. Yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. It was a nice upgrade. Um, so I guess those are the closest thing I have to my best purchases. Do you do you want to share any of your worst purchases that you could think of? Sure, okay. my truck. <laughs> <laughs> so so in that to stick same, with the theme. In that same theme, <laughs> my truck. So when we moved down to Texas, we had some we had a little bit of money, and I had a little four door uh, Honda Accord that I was given. That was a great vehicle, low mileage. It was perfect. I, I regret not having that car now because mm. I think that I actually still would. Like I think I've had the truck for 11 years, and I think that I, that Accord would still be running solid and good and, and low maintenance. Like mm-hmm. I, think it, I think I made a huge mistake in trading that car <laughs> in to go get a truck. And when I got the truck, um, it was nice. It was good. It made me feel good inside, but it, it was not <laughs> necessary. It was not needed. And uh, if you've ever seen me, driving through town once, then you will see me every time because you'll recognize my vehicle. It's very unique and it's paint loss and sun damage. And it's reached the point where it's just more, it needs more care than what it's worth for me to put into it. And so now it's become the joke of my kids and my (laughs) wife. And it's just this big eyesore of a burden to me. And it it was dumb to begin with. I never should have got it in the first place. Well, I'm grateful you have it because I use it all the time. Yeah, it, it gets used <laughs> a lot, and that's great. But yeah, what about you, Patrick? Do you have a worse purchase? I don't have like really a worse purchase, but I have something I was really hyped up about, and I like had on my Christmas list, and I kept like telling people like, "Hey, I want this for Christmas. Like, please get it for me." And I think you actually have one, so I'm not trying to be offensive here, but it it's is. a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, it is a keychain that is like a pocket knife. So I wanted that thing, that, 
That's yeah, exactly that's what you wanted. That is Where exactly all your keys what I fold wanted. into it. Yep, it all fold into it. It's all there. Super simple. You don't like this. Well, let me let me explain why. I was so hyped about it ever since I saw it. I was like, I need that in my life. If you're listening to, to this instead of watching it, uh, you can Google Key Smart to get an idea of what he's talking about. It's like a pocket knife, Not but a for your keys. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. So I was but super it excited. Have a knife on it. No knife. It's like, but it's, it's like it's like it's like, built like a Swiss Army knife yeah. with all that. You, it's you all insert keys. your own keys into it. You set it up, and then all your keys unfold from it for you to be able to get into wherever you're going. So I was really excited. Off of your, I went chain. one Christmas, did not get it. Got it the next Christmas. Opened it up, excited as all could be. And then when I got home, I'm like, oh, I'm going to put my keys on here. I realized then I only had one key. <laughs> <laughs> I had my house key and my car key at the time. It was like, that was it. So it was, And your car key won't really fit on it. No, my car key is like one with a big fob that yeah. flips out. So it wouldn't fit on there at all. So literally, I'd be well, making my that's keys. That's why it's got this extra little thing for your... That's but then, like my car keys the same way. I would be making my keys more cumbersome right. and bulkier yeah. than what that thing needed. Let's see so, your keys. let's see my keys. Well, now I've got a couple of keys on there. Ah, but but you wish still, you had a key smart, huh? So, I mean, that's, that's not no, a lot of keys. I have a house key and, a, and the church key. That's and, still it. Do you have yours with it? Yeah, let's see your uh, keys. Mine's in the other uh, room, but I have way more keys. You've than got. That. I have enough keys of, where it would make sense to me. Yeah, you've got all kinds of ornaments on your keys. Yeah, mine's like yeah, mine. Every time I borrow your keys, I feel like a like. You know, like when like you hear barring. the janitor walking down, or like a jail cell, <laughs> like the yeah. giant key rings, like yeah. clink, clink. Yeah, yeah, I got that going on. That's why they're not in my pocket right now, because I take them out and I set them down, because yeah. they're burdensome to me. So I still don't have enough keys to even warrant having it. I think I sold it at a garage sale. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, like $5. <laughs> maybe I made a profit on it. Well, I definitely did, because it was given to me as a gift. Oh, so nice. I did make a profit oh, on it. Oh, man. Whoever yeah. gave it to you right now is just so hurt. Oh, sorry, Patty. Call her out. <laughs> no, you know what? Good for you, Patty. You're the one for that getting asked it in the first it's place. It's not Patty's fault. You asked for it. No, no, it's not. No, but I'm sorry that I sold your present. It for two years before you realized <laughs> that you only had two keys. <laughs> yeah, yep. I really hope I get it this year. <laughs> All these keys are so burdensome. I just never thought about it. I just thought it was so cool that I needed it. And then advertising trick. Oh, they got me good. Got How good. do you not have a key working at Eddie Bauer? I do have keys working at Eddie Bauer, but. I feel like still there, it would just be more cumbersome than what it's you worth. Just, it's on it's a separate keychain? I just have two keys, yeah. Why don't you key. put them all on one keychain, and then you would need the key thing to help? I don't know. I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I don't have it anymore, so now it doesn't even matter, and I'm not hyped I know what I'm getting, anymore. Patrick, for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> or Christmas, or whatever uh, else. Pocket knife, yep. key, key I'm getting <laughs> every year for the rest of his life. And then I'll have to apologize to you the next time this nope. topic comes up, That's and I've sold it. I'm just going to keep getting it for you every year. I'm going to get you another one, and another one, every year. <laughs> and he's gonna keep selling them at garage sales over and over. Oh again. man, you're just yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna make a. I could I could hoard them and then sell them online. Oh, sell them all. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Open Once a and open make a store. A, make about thirty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, second hand. This is retirement plan. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Do you have That's a worst purchase, Preston? That you could. You know, of? I was trying to think of one, and um, I'm sure I do. Just nothing comes directly to my like. I know that there is junk that I've purchased that is now existing just in my garage mm-hmm. or in a drawer in my house that is just garbage. Um, but it, because it's so forgettable, I don't think of it right now. Mm-hmm. The one right now that comes to mind is, I will say, for the most part, it's been a good purchase. But right now, it's bothering me. And it's back in 2012, I built my own PC computer. Okay. Um, which 
I did it on kind of a budget build, but it, you know, it was still expensive. Like for a PC, and I wanted to be able to play some high definition games on it. And so I spent probably $700 to build this thing, which is pretty cheap for a PC that can run uh, really, you know, high, high graphic grains games. Um, and it was great at the time. But the problem with that is games and game development has increased a ton since 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, while my computer has not. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I have been slowly upgrading. Like, I, And it was a, it, one of the things that I, I really did like about this project is it taught me about computers and how they actually work and how I can upgrade it. So I can swap out a single part of my computer to fix a problem. Uh, like if the hard drive is failing, I can swap out the hard drive and not have to replace my whole computer, which mm-hmm. is a really useful skill to have. Um, for the most part, except it's gotten to the point where I've replaced every part on the computer except for the two most important and expensive parts. And so now I have a computer that has a lot of really nice things inside of it, but it can't do anything because the uh, limited by those other because parts. this the processing unit doesn't uh, isn't high grade enough to perform up to speed with everything else. And so now I'm sitting another probably $600 away from being able to upgrade my CPU and my motherboard mm-hmm. uh, in order to actually have use for this. Like right now it's, it can like browse and it can play like, you know, games from 2012 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 2013, <clears throat> uh, but it can't really play modern games. And so it's just a really expensive computer like browser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I really want to upgrade it, but. I feel like then next year I might be saying that was a waste of $600. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I just don't know. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't have $600 to spend on right now anyways. And so it's just, <laughs> and I look at it. It's right in my basement. So every time I come down the stairs, it's right there. And I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> stupid computer. Why? Do I, why do when you're this? on your way to the bidet, the best purchase. That's right. That's time. right. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't bought that bidet, you'd be $50 closer. Yeah, I would be $50 <laughs> closer, but a, a lot Less happy. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, we'd like to highlight one of our missions. This week, we want to point out to you Hope Ministries. Now, Hope Ministries is located in South Bend, Indiana. Hope's vision is to create a community in which hurting people find healing. Hope provides emergency and transitional housing for 18 families with children, 35 single men, and 18 single women. Residents are offered three meals a day through on-site services, Hope helps their residents obtain health care through local agencies, and Hope teaches healing through God's grace, transforming through actively seeking God, and thriving through fully living in Christ. For more information about Hope Ministries, please go to northliberty.cc slash missions. Around this time last year, uh, we released a uh, video series called How to Survive 2021. And in that series, we looked at uh, four primary components of um, our health, our overall health. And we did some self-examining, some self-evaluation. In fact, this was based on a quote from Socrates. What has that quote been? The unexamined life is not worth living. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a pretty harsh, blunt uh, statement from Socrates Mm -hmm. there. Basically what he's saying is um, if we're not willing to look inwardly at ourselves, if we're not growing, if we're not trying to be better versions of ourselves, then we really aren't contributing to our overall health, to society. We're not helping our families. Uh, we're just kind of existing like a broken computer in a basement. Like mm-hmm. it's just there 
and it's not really doing a whole lot. Um, and that's kind of what Socrates meant by that is we have to be looking at ourselves and identifying ways that we need to grow. And then we need to take the steps in order to grow in that area. And so we talked about these four core areas of our overall health in our series last year. And we wanted to revisit some of those uh, this year because they are important. And uh, this is a, a little bit of a different platform than what we shared it on last year. In fact, that video series when we did it, Ben, if you remember, that was kind of what made us want to to start a podcast. Yeah. We we really enjoyed doing that series and and we thought this would be better in podcast form, but yeah. we didn't have the means to do that at the time. And now we do, so here we yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and Patrick gets to join us for this conversation this time <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and so uh, we're going to start with spiritual health. Um, and I think the, I think there's a lot of reasons to start with spiritual health. Um, but, I mean, I guess I w I'd, I'd ask you guys to chime in on this one. Uh, why do you think spiritual health would be the primary, like, what do we start with that one? Well, your spiritual health should be your core foundation on the way that you build your, these other healths in your life. We talk about physical health and emotional health and, and mental health. Like, all of those can come down to a foundation and a cornerstone that is um, that is your spiritual health. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good word for foundational. Oftentimes we treat ourselves like we're just physical beings and, and we kind of, I think that's what even Socrates's Socrates's <laughs> quote goes back to a little bit, right? Like the unexamined life is not worth living. Well, if we're just animals, if we're just these physical beings that exist and there's no sense in examining our life, all right, we're, we're just like the beasts of the field, if you will. But, but there's more to us than that. We're, we're not just those things we're, there is a spiritual component. There is the relational components. There are, there's all these other components of what it means to be human uh, we're we're created in the image of God, and if we if we start by just uh, you know evaluating those physical parts or those those things that you can see, we're ignoring the actual core piece that that foundational piece of who we are that makes us different than anything else that's that exists in creation. Mm -hmm. And so, I think starting with the context of spiritual health um, helps us to to be able to build everything else from a right perspective. It really is something that sets humanity apart from every other living thing. Uh, you know, an animal exists to survive. That's their, uh, an animal's daily life. Typically, number one is survival. Um, and in some animals, there's enjoyment. You know, like a dog is able to <laughs> find joy in uh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of things, but you know, uh, we're training a puppy right now and the, the way you train a puppy, a puppy is because you realize that their number one goal is to, is the easiest path to get what they want. So if they mm -hmm. want food, then they're going to try to figure out how to get food and you use that to train them mm -hmm. how to be obedient dogs and stuff like that. But yeah, no other living thing really has a spiritual health uh, meter or, you know, like mm -hmm. n none of them are, are attempting to grow outside of their physical bodies or their, their, you know, physical enjoyment of life, I guess, with, with joy and, and entertainment. Um, so that really does set humanity apart. And I think it is what makes us the creation of God, the Imago Dei. Mm -hmm. Um, we get to, we get to experience something that no one, nothing else does as humans. We get to experience this love and relationship with God that is very unique to us. And, and we're also coming from a worldview that says that this world isn't all that there is. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're starting in a place where we're saying that we know that there's something bigger and better out there mm -hmm. and that there's, that there's a better opportunity, 
uh, that, that it's why as Christians we speak about death and we talk about eternity and, and heaven and, and we talk about all these different things because we recognize the realities of those things. Um, starting an examination of yourself in the context of spiritual health is also a recognition of that is the most important piece, that no matter what actually happens in this world, I'm really building something that's eternal, mm. you know? And so starting with who I am, I mean, I can, I can work on my body. There's a lot of people who do. There's a lot of people who spend a lot of time. There's a lot of people who should. <laughs> There's, a lot of people who should. There's a lot of people who spend a lot of time working out and doing everything and sculpting their body and making it into what they are. And they don't give a lick about their spiritual health or their relationship with God. That's futile. Like, like you're, you're building something that will literally turn back to dust mm-hmm. without paying attention to the thing that will exist for eternity. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a wisdom here uh, of, of priority, right? Like you're, you're recognizing the thing that is the most important and the thing that will last the longest is the thing that I need to invest in first. Yeah. You just made me think of 1 Timothy 6, 7, uh, for we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it yeah. um, except for our faith, our spiritual, <laughs> our, our soul. Yeah, our soul. Our soul comes in, right. our soul goes out. That's it. Yeah. And so let's invest in that soul. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's a really interesting perspective that I hadn't considered until you just said that. So that's really yeah. cool. Um, if we're trying to evaluate, this is that's what we're about. We're about evaluating our current spiritual health today and trying to take the steps necessary. So if we're trying to evaluate, Patrick, how do you think, uh, how do you think, what, what are some ways to start? Like if I'm trying to look into my own spiritual health and I'm trying to figure out where that is, how, how, what questions might I ask? Well, I to go along with the Socrates quote, there's a quote that I really like that is uh, when it, it's in dealing with performance, but we can use it still here. It's when performance is measured, um, that performance improves. And when performance is measured and reported on, it improves greatly. Where is that from? Um, um, it's kind of tossed around. No one really knows the origin of that, but it's a quote that I heard last year or two years ago. Okay. That um, So to start with, I think if you have a way to measure that, um, that spiritual faith and then to report it to um, a community yeah. or, or a band of brothers or whoever is in your life that can speak into that part of your life, um, it can just help grow and, and go from there. So I'd say setting um, a goal or having a tangible thing to look at and report back to and see how you're growing in that is a good way to start. Okay. I think that's great. I think, I think you're hitting on a couple very significant things, and I think that's where um, if, you, if you connect some of this back to our core values as a church, um, I think that hits on the concept of, of devote daily and also pursue community. And so what we're saying is we're going to set some targets. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to say that this is something that I want to be about, but that I'm not even going to do it in isolation. I'm going to invite other people into that conversation, and we're right. going to we're going to pursue that together mm-hmm. because uh, because then we can evaluate it, we can we can report it is, right. is the language you used, mm-hmm. but then we can also communicate it and share that information, and and then it it becomes something greater, right? And right. That's I think that's a great place to start when you're thinking about your own spiritual health. It's it's finding those things. Yeah, and I think that's something that we should not brush over is when it comes to your spiritual health, um, I will say probably the best place to start is community. Um, if you're, In fact, I, I did write down earlier, um, and this, I was going to get into this later, but uh, Ecclesiastes 4.9 is two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And then verse 10, if either of them falls down, one can help the other one up. Um, I think that's a really good 
illustration of growing in spiritual faith and mm-hmm. our spiritual health with the people around us and, and just focusing on fellowship in that if we've got other people around us, we're going to stumble. Mm-hmm. Um, humans are not real great at being super uh, healthy spiritually. Like it's, it's a fault of a lot of humans, not just me, not just you. Um, but if we have people to help us um, grow together, then I think that's, that's going to be uh, much to our benefit. And so one encouragement, I guess, would be find somebody who also wants to grow spiritually. Maybe that's a spouse, maybe that's a friend, a small group, community group, um, family member, um, somebody that you want to say, hey, you know what, let's grow in our faith this year. And let's help keep each other accountable and let's do it together. Um, and then actually follow through with that. Text them, call them, say, hey, how's your spiritual health? How's your relationship with God right now? Uh, and why is it not where it needs to be? And let's have that conversation. I think if you go back to some of those preliminary questions that you can ask yourself in context of your relationship spiritually with God and, and kind of where you're at, is it'd be questions like, am I putting God first? Have I placed my... Um, my attention or my focus, my, uh, there's lots of different words you could put there, hope, uh, dreams, any of that kind of stuff. Have I placed that else elsewhere? Yeah. And so have I found myself worshiping my children or my spouse? Have I found myself worshiping my career? Mm-hmm. Have I found myself like, like what have I actually placed? What, what am I building my life on? If we're going to talk about foundations, mm-hmm. am I building my life and dreams on something other than my God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if you're talking about self-evaluation, look back at, the decisions you've made this week or the things that you've done this week and ask, did I do this because I was putting God first or was I putting myself first or was I putting uh, something else first? And um, ask those questions. I mean, I don't don't just breeze over these self-evaluating questions because, again, this is kind of what we're trying to focus on mm-hmm. is self-evaluation here. So ask yourself legitimately. Take, take 10 minutes. Get a journal out or something. I don't know. But take 10 minutes and say, am I actually putting God first in my life? Or... Is there something else that I might be putting ahead of him? Mm-hmm. Am I actually focusing? Is my focus actually on my eternal hope? Um, or am I putting my hope in something else? Um, don't don't just glaze over those um, and, and just kind of ignore them or, or be passive about them, but actively seek inwardly, search inwardly, and, and try to answer those questions because that's, you were talking about measured. How, mm-hmm. how do you measure spiritual health? Well, that's a great place to start, you know, uh, if you can answer those questions and say, yes, I am putting God first, or you know what, honestly, I'm not putting God first. Um, that's a measurement. Right. How, how do yeah. you think, how do you think people measure spiritual health? Um, that's a really good question. I think by their action and maybe even just by the attending a church, mm-hmm. um, people may put measure it that way. I don't think that's a good way to measure it personally mm-hmm. by just attending church. Um, but that's probably the default. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I mean, the way that you can is by the fruits that are, you're producing in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, is is the way that I would think that would be a good step. And that self evaluation is, I think, the, one of the hardest parts because you don't want to be hard on yourself. But if you are hard on yourself and you're seeing that you're producing um, when a when a circumstance comes up and you're producing anger or sadness or retreat and running away from that thing, those aren't good fruits. Um, yeah. Where you can measure the fruits of, of your outcomes and kind of yeah. change the way that you look at things that way. I think the fruit of the spirit is a great measurement, right? And, and to say like anger is bad, not necessarily. I mean, there's, there's emotion that's sure. acceptable, right? Sure. Like it's, it's, but you're looking at the fruit of it. Okay. Right, sure. So yeah. I wouldn't say anger is the fruit, right? but I would say 
screaming at someone that's the yeah, fruit right sure, like right. like like unleashing mm-hmm. or unloading on someone else because you're angry about whatever else and so finding ways to to make sure that you can you can be angry but you can also be peaceful at the sure. same time yeah. you know and how you and, yeah. and that's a positive fruit i think mm-hmm. that's a sign that there's some spiritual health here sure. right that you're that even in the midst of something difficult you're still responding in appropriate sure. ways and, and that's one way you can measure is you can look back and as in, anger as an example look back on the last time you were angry were you in control of your anger or is your anger in control of you? Mm-hmm. And uh, your answer to that might help you determine where your spiritual health is. Um, and, and what decisions did you make in those moments, right? right? So there was, a, there was a class that we did years ago here at the church. Uh, it was on parenting. And, uh, and the teacher is uh, Jerry Carlson, actually, is who, was, who was teaching the class. I remember this uh, like it was yesterday. And she was teaching on raising kids. And she talked about how whenever you're making decisions that that truth has to be the leader of those decisions, not the emotions. Mm. And she compared it to a train and she said, are your emotions the engine or the caboose? Mm. Like are your emotions there to follow along behind what's really happening in the decisions you're making? Or are you actually being led by your emotions and the danger of that specifically in the context of a parent. But I think that's true within our lives as we try to evaluate what it means to be a follower of Jesus and how we're, how we're living our lives. Are we living emotionally led lives? Do emotions dictate how we make decisions and what we're thinking and what we're doing? Or are we living inside a truth? Um, I think that's again, another one of those measurements. Okay. When you start looking at the fruit of the spirit, Galatians five, that, that gives you the fruit of the spirit. It also gives you what it doesn't look like to live in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And there's some, nasty, ugly words there of what it means. And sometimes I'm those nasty, ugly words. All right. And mm-hmm. so looking at those things and realizing, all right, I've got a, uh, I, there's place to grow and having that real evaluation of yourself. And, and if you struggle with that, again, that's where another person can really come into play where if you find someone who is willing to be brutally honest with you, no matter what, and you can ask them, uh, do I display the spirit of love or do I display a spirit of, of anger or, you know, what, you know, whatever. Do I, do I come across as someone who is loving, who is kind, who is good, or am I angry? Am I a complainer? Am I negative? Am I someone you want to be around? Mm-hmm. Do I give you, do I give you energy? Do I help you grow closer to God? Or do you need to take a nap after you spend a day with me because you're so sure. exhausted by me complaining and being neg- negative and those kinds of things? Ask someone who's really going to be honest with you. And uh, and let them help you measure that as well. Yeah, honesty is so key in the context of evaluation. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most significant things I've I've found in my adult life that I get on these kicks of different things, right? Like like there's just these times in my life where there's a just seems to be a theme, and no matter what's happening in my life, it draws out that theme. Okay, and so right now I'm in a I'm in a place of the words pride and humility. And I just see them playing out in so many different ways and places and how everything we're talking about right now will not work without humility. Mm -hmm. There has to be an ability for the self to be able to humbly look at things truthfully, um, honestly, uh, to be able to receive direction from someone else or, or, or to be challenged all those kinds of things. And, And all of this that we're talking about has, there's no room for pride in any of this kind of stuff. Um, I think there's a other extreme to that. There's some people who, and I wouldn't call this humble. I would say, uh, was, I would call it self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. All right. So like the opposite of pride, 
that they don't see any good in themselves. Mm. And so they just beat themselves up. And even as we're talking about all this, the idea of doing this is just exhausting to them because they're just, they emotionally can't handle the abuse right. of what's going to happen. Mm. That's not what we're talking about either. Humility is not self-deprecation. Humility is accurate perspective. Mm -hmm. And so it's not thinking too highly of yourself, but it's also not thinking too lowly of yourself. It's seeing yourself for exactly who you are. It's being honest. It's looking in the mirror and looking at your features and saying what you have, not what you wished you had or what you don't have. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's what it is. And so I think that's so very key in all of this. And the good news is whatever you see in the mirror, um, that does not change how God sees you, how God loves you. And uh, if you feel like your spiritual health is just not there and if you're struggling and you just don't know how to get there, uh, maybe you need to hear this, that God loves you 1 billion percent um, and that you are not too far from God, that he is still running and reaching out to you and calling for you and he wants to be in that relationship with you and he's excited for that. Uh, you have not disappointed God right now uh, if, if we take the steps to... Um, try and reconcile that relationship as as he has as well um, to reconcile that relationship. He wants he wants to be in that relationship with you. He wants you to grow that way so he can know you better and you can know him better. Um, and so don't be afraid of of feeling like a failure <laughs> because this evaluation <laughs> isn't a great system that you're going to find yourself not right qualified. I, I I mean, I think we all will. I think we'll find that we're not qualified yeah, exactly. and we're not good enough. Yeah. But it's not a system to where, oh, well, then you might as well just quit. It's yeah. a, it's a no, we're going to be honest with ourselves and see where we can grow and improve. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, one more thing that I heard this this past month uh, from a, a sermon by Mark Christian that um, has really kind of changed my perspective a little bit because I have failed at this. This is a, a failure of mine that I want to actively work on. But he was talking about uh, taking steps to... Uh, grow spiritually this year, and he says, let's devote time to the church answer, to prayer, to reading scripture. But what he said is, too often, we're really good at giving God the last 10 minutes or the 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 worst time of our day. Mm -hmm. You know, we we save our time with, maybe, maybe it's, that's the best time for you, but like for me, if I decide to save scripture time until I'm laying in bed with my head on the pillow, not a whole lot of growth is going to be happening there, you know? Um, but he, he compared it to you give him the best. You give him your best 10 minutes. If that's the first thing when you wake up, if that's the first thing when you get off work, if that's right after dinner, uh, and all you want to do is go sit down and binge watch your favorite TV show, that's the time where first you go to God. And that's you give him the best time because that's where that growth is actually going to happen, not when you're falling asleep on your pillow. Um, and it's really good. And that, that changes things. And... and and he didn't mention this, but for me, it related back to um, like the tithe. In, in the Old Testament, the tithe, and especially in Proverbs, he says the first fruits, the first best of your crop, mm -hmm. the, the firstborn of your livestock, the first uh, grown from your harvest, you know, whatever it is, that's the portion that is reserved for God. It's the best. Mm -hmm. And I think we should consider, we should translate that over to our time as well. Um, we give God our best time, not, not our worst. And he wants us at our best, not our worst. So that's cool. That's something yeah, that's challenged me. And, and I hope to, to practice that this year. All right, guys. Well, the last time we had a, uh, podcast, we did some trivia and I straight dominated. <laughs> uh, it depends on how you can it score, was, but I think I only lost by two. It was a beat down of epic <laughs> proportions <laughs> that will be talked about for generations. And so, uh, today I get to bring to you some trivia and I'm going to, 
I, I don't know how this trivia is going to go. I don't want to ask more than 10 questions. Sure. I'm kind of thinking maybe the first to five wins. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how this kind of develops. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about 90s music. Okay. Oh. Uh, both of you were born in the 90s. Oh, man. So you've probably heard some music in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you're both young enough that it would be, like I was born in the 80s, 90s music to you is probably like 70s music to sure. me. So I know it. I don't really love it. I don't care about the 70s. I think like 90s music is my jam. Like that's that's my sweet spot. That's where I want to be. I might do okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overinflate I, my how well I'm gonna do, but I feel like I can do okay. All right, I'm gonna look humbly right now and say <laughs> that I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get, dominate. <laughs> no, no, that I actually get made fun of in my circles because everybody that loves all these 90s songs, I'm like, oh, this is the first time I've heard this one. <laughs> like, I know some of like you know like the real popular oh, ones, man. but the ones that are like cult classics or everyone just, loves it is like i'm like well this is I not gonna be you in a circle of friends who are like hey let's get together and listen to 90s <laughs> yes, songs. exactly yeah that's great i uh this is general music from the 90s and so there's there's a specific genre that i would just feel like i would straight dominate. sure yeah but this is broader than that okay and the multiple choice is only three mm. okay so sure. a little bit easier to get all right so we'll start with this which singer did billboard name the artist of the decade in the 90s Double points if anybody wants to guess before uh, multiple I'm choice. I'm not going to take that that risk. Okay. The three that they give, who, which singer was the artist of the decade? Was it Selena, Mariah Carey, or John Bon Jovi? I'm glad mm. I didn't guess. <laughs> I was going to guess Britney Spears. Is that 2000s? I think that's a, no, I would call that, yeah. well, yeah, she's yeah. probably more 2000s. Yeah, that's how I'm going to get these mixed up. Yeah. Man, that's, uh, that's hard. Uh, I'm going to guess C, Bon Jovi. Okay. That was the first one I eliminated. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. There we go. So there's no, uh, no. Uh, I think I'm gonna around. have to go with Selena. And you're both wrong. It was Mariah Carey. Dang. See, so I don't even know who Selena is. <laughs> you don't know Selena? Selena Gomez. <laughs> right now, somewhere Sarah's crying. She was, she was the Britney Spears of Mexican music. I yes. gotcha. Yes. Spanish okay. music, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Well, I have to. I'll. I'll look her up on the way home. Yeah. All right. You've probably heard some songs sure. you just don't know. Yeah, about. exactly. Here we go. Which British group was the most commercially successful in North America in the 90s? Anybody British want to throw group. a guess on that one? British, British group commercially successful in the 90s. Um, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna guess this Me one. Me neither. All right. Yeah. Spice Girls, The Stone Roses, or Oasis. My guess is Oasis. My guess is uh, Spice Girls. And that's correct, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I actually didn't know they were British. Or what did you say? Was it? <laughs> Wait, did you say British? <laughs> I don't remember the question. <laughs> you didn't know the Spice Girls were from Britain. Were they? Are they? Yes. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Oh, okay. that's so that's great. That's why I was like, I don't think so, but I only They always, like everything they wore had the Union Jack on it. Nope, I told you I'm going to be really just they be all guessing. They have accents. Do they? Not yeah. when they sing, do they? <laughs> he's winning, Preston. <laughs> just so you know, he's winning. Uh, all right. Oh, boy. In 1992, were either of you alive in 92? Uh, no. No. No, okay, cool. In 1992, <laughs> Whitney Houston topped the charts with her cover of the song. Anybody guess? Houston, 92. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and... Wait, no, I won't make a guess. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to guess either. I will always love you. 
All the man that I need, vision of love. Always love you. That's what I was going to guess, too. That's correct. Okay. That's the only one I know. <laughs> I believe. Hang on. Yes. Yes. I have to click a button to bring up the answer. I feel like I know all these answers, but then I want to double check. So yeah. that's correct. So Patrick's now winning two to one. You can do a three to one or let me guess before you. That way I don't just Let's steal do your answers. One. Three to one. Okay. Uh, number four, Mariah. I'm confident you would not have changed your answer on that uh, one. No. Mariah Carey collaborated with this band to perform the song One Sweet Day, which became a number one hit. Nope. I'm going to need the choices, too. Nobody knows. That's a good song, (laughs) man. All right. uh, Escape, Janet Jackson, or Boys to Men? I know what I want to guess. I feel like an absolute idiot right now. Have you heard any of them? Isn't Boys to Men a band? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Mariah oh, Cla- Mariah Carey collaborated with, the band with name, yes. not the song name. Right. Mariah Carey collaborated with this this person or group to perform the song "One Sweet Day," which became a number one hit. I'm okay. saying the song is "One Sweet Day." Gotcha. Who did she sing it with? I, for some reason, in my head, I was trying to think of a song name, and that really threw me off. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. For three, three two, two, one, one boys to men. Yeah, boys that's to men. correct. And also, that's the best boy band of the '90s. Just so everybody, uh, knows. I don't know about that. See, I was a Backstreet Boy boy. Of course, so. you were. <laughs> of course you were. I didn't even doubt that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Here you go. What organization did Michael Jackson found during the '90s? <laughs> no idea. You're asking questions that I do not know. No. Fantastic. All right. Ask uh, me about ask me about like Beck or <laughs> cake. Those or questions or, aren't uh, in here. Uh Heal the World, Our okay, Earth, Beastie Boys questions. or Sierra Club. <laughs> Heal the world, Heal the our world, Earth. Our Earth or Sierra Club. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Heal A. the world. Hey. That's both correct. Patrick's winning four to three. Uh, if he gets one more, that's game. See. Well, we'll see kind of how this plays out. <laughs> We're if eight I, questions in, so there's only two questions left, I think. Oh, this is a this is a double trick question. I love oh, this question. Okay, right? number ten. Seems unfair. The song normal to me. The song <laughs> "I'll Be Missing You" is a tribute to who? There's a song "I'll Be Missing You," and it's a tribute to who? You'll need to know two things to answer this. Here's the, I feel like I know zero things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this makes me. This question makes me just so happy. So the, the three the three options here are Frankie Valley, Christopher Wallace, or Linda Eastman. I don't know who any of those people. I know are. that's what makes me so happy. It's a double. It's a double thing. You don't know who any of them are. No, I've never heard of. I them. at least know. Re, say Frank, the artist again. Frankie Valley, Christopher Wallace, Linda Eastman. Um. I'll be missing you. Um, I'm not looking it up, I promise. What are you looking up? Uh, I'm telling Google to roll a dice so he can tell me what answer to pick. Oh. <laughs> there we go. And, uh, okay. Two, you have to know two things. You have to know the song, and then you also have to know um, that, uh, yeah, I'll help you. The names that are mentioned there, are not how you would have known the person. You would have to know why the why person, person who had passed, their real name was the name that's mentioned of the three. Ah. You yeah. wouldn't know them by that name. Okay. okay. Well, I'm kind of, I feel a little more confident about my 
dice roll answer then. <laughs> I've got my answer. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, Frankie Valley. Oh, so you both SM and you're both wrong. Okay. It's Christopher Wallace, who is also known as the Notorious B.I.G. Oh. The oh. song I'll Be Missing You was the song performed by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans. So wait, Christopher Wallace is the name of the person in the song. Christopher Wallace is Notorious B.I.G.'s real name. But in the but in the song, did was it about? No, it's not. The, the song's about him when he I died. I think his question wasn't fair. I I mean I understand the double trick question <laughs> aspect See, of it. I didn't know who Christopher Wallace was. He I is. thought the names that you had given me were the names that we would have been familiar with, and the fact that I was most familiar with Frankie Valley, I oh. assumed he had a different name. Nope. Whatever. We moved on. You both I, missed it. Here so you go. I understood the question. Finish now. this lyric. Double oh, points without hearing <laughs> I think the multiple the choice. Will side with me on the last one. Nope. Finish this lyric. What a girl wants. What a girl. I can't. Do you want me to? <laughs> I know what it is too. I now I'm second guessing, but I, I want to go ahead and guess before three, two, one. Needs. needs. That's correct. Yeah. Look at you guys. See, you know Christine Aguilar. <laughs> All right. Uh, finish this lyric. I've created my own. Can you sing it with the tune? No, no, because it would <laughs> give it away. Nah, I don't, I, I'm I, not going to guess. I, have a, I, I, I will guess. Yes. Is this multiple choice? It is multiple All choice. Right. Way. That is incorrect. <sighs> He's opened the door for you to tie him. Love, life, prison. I've created my own. Love, life, prison. Prison makes the most sense to be in a song. Nineties were pretty. Nineties uh, were pretty, <laughs> pretty jail heavy. And, yeah, that's yeah. when Prison Break came out. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't think that's true. <laughs> they hadn't been liberated to create your own life or love in the nineties. I say Prison. Prison is correct. Oh, it's good. Creed's song, "My Own Prison." Okay. Um, all right, so tied you guys up. are tied. Let's see. Whoever can sing a 90s song the best wins. <laughs> Tiebreaker. I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's too easy. Uh, Which of these bands? Is this the last question? Maybe. Oh, okay. I, I think we're getting close. Okay. I don't think there's many questions after yeah, this one. No worries. I'm trying to get ones that are actually potentially possible for you guys. Okay. In, 19, in 1993, a band covered Elvis Presley's song, Can't Help Falling in Love, and it topped the charts. Oh, man. I really feel like I know this. I'm but singing it in my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know who it is, though. I have to hear multiple choice. Yeah, give me the multiple choice. Nirvana. If, if there's any of the other uh, Elvis song covers, I might have a better chance. <laughs> Nirvana, The Rolling Stones. UB40. Okay, my the song I'm singing in my head is definitely not. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely not any of those. Um, so I have no idea then. Um, I'm, I know what I'm going to guess, though. Mm, all right. I'm going to guess three, two, one, Nirvana. C. It was C, UB40. Dang so it. That's correct. Right, do you want to know why I guessed that? Yeah. Because I never heard of them before in my entire they're, life. They're an English reggae pop band. If you can sing the song in your head, it kind of has that weird reggae sound. Yeah. It, to me, it sounds kind of like the song Red Red Wine. I guess. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's a, I don't know if that's the same band who sings that song, mm. but it has that kind of a feel to it. That's who it was. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, it is. UB40. All right. Um. 
Yeah. Here we go. What song did Cher make her big comeback in 1998? She had a song, a single come out in 1998. It was her big comeback behind this single. This is one that I feel like you guys could guess without the multiple oh, choice. Man. My my problem is I don't know who sings what songs in the nineties. <laughs> I just know the song if I hear it. I don't know who's singing them. I I'm not gonna guess. I'm right. I'm fully confident that as soon as you say it, I'll be like, that was stupid. All right. <laughs> so the three options are I keep a stone face, so I don't give it away. The three options are believe, where do you go, bang bang. I actually <laughs> am not confident. <laughs> uh, where do you oh, go? And bang Bang by Cher. By Cher. Let me channel my inner Cher. <laughs> I, I know what I'm going to guess. Okay. And I have a reasoning behind it, but it's not a good reasoning. Okay. Where Do You Go? Is that the name of the song? Where Do You Go? Believe. Where Do You Go? Bang Bang. I don't believe. Is Are all of those actual Cher songs? Do you know? I don't know. Oh. I know one of them is. <laughs> and yeah. I knew it without the multiple choice. Okay. Three, two, one. Believe. C for share. Believe is correct. Yes. <laughs> he, he said C for share. <laughs> oh, goodness. Let's see. That's a trick question. Yeah, Bang Bang is a song by All right. Cher. Hmm. Uh, there's... We're going to call this the last question. If there's still a tie, then we're going to go to the next one. And we're going to do an over-under who can get the closest. Okay. 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 Yep. Uh, so this question, which song by the band Deep Blue Something has the lyrics, No Common Ground to Start From? Very popular song that you could probably sing. Which song? Oh. By the band, <laughs> Deep Blue Something, has the lyrics, no common ground to start from. I thought the question was going to be, Deep, Deep Blue, what is the something? Yeah. <laughs> that no, makes no, the, the name of the band is Deep Blue. <laughs> All right, you guys don't know. All right. Would you like the multiple choice? Yes, please. All right. Ain't She Sweet, No Common Ground, Breakfast at Tiffany's. And what is the line? No common ground to start from. I'm ready to guess. <laughs> Me too. Three, two, one. No breakfast common at ground. Tiffany's. It's breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yep. no. All right. Preston pulls ahead <laughs> to finish it out. Preston wins. That's it. Good I job. knew all the answers. <laughs> you just, knew. Uh, let me think <laughs> Some that. of the answers. Now I, I'm going to go through and listen to every single song that we talked about today. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, And then I'll tell you if I've ever heard them before. Yeah, create a Spotify playlist and send it to me. Okay, there we go. And we'll become experts in 90s music, just like Ben. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> just out of curiosity, either of you know which year death uh, Kurt Cobain died? Which year? In the 90s? Mm, I would just guess 95. I am going to guess 91. It was 94. Closest without going over, so I <laughs> guess I win. <laughs> Preston wins again. I win twice. <laughs> All right, well. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us for this conversation on spiritual health. I hope it, health. I hope that it encourages you to uh, self-evaluate your own spiritual health this week um, and, and takes the steps necessary to start growing in that this year. Let's make 2022 the year where we all collectively grow together closer in our relationship with God. And, uh, and we look forward to just seeing the, the growth that comes along with that. 
um, as I know all the three of us will be uh, working on those as well. So we encourage you to do the same. Uh, thank you, Ben, for joining us. Thank you, Patrick. My name is Preston. This has been the Other Six Podcast, and we'll see you guys again in a couple weeks. Thank you.